Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. Going to be live for an hour today since it is a holiday. Um, It is Labor Day, though. It seems in this country not a whole lot of people want to work nowadays. But it still is Labor Day, so um, go live for an hour. Lots of things to cover up. We have an hour hour to talk about the fact that people don't want to work. (sighs) Well, I I think we've we've covered that a lot. But... um, Lots of crazy stuff happening in Afghanistan, conflicting reports. We had a shooting in Washington State where a conservative protester was shot in the leg by an Antifa terrorist. I mean, at that point, it's terrorism. You're shooting protesters. Um, So lots to talk about. Make sure you give us a thumbs up if you're watching on Facebook. Comment, comment, comment. And a special welcome to our DLive crew, the most lively of all the crews. Why don't we dive right into it, Joe? Because you're hearing different reports, but... What all the news media is reporting is that there is basically a hostage situation going on in Afghanistan. If we put up image one, this is footage that just got released showing surveillance, not well, satellite footage of the Mazar Sharif airport in Afghanistan. Those are six planes that news outlets are now reporting are being held up. Now, depending on who you ask, there's a different um blame game going on different people they accuse of holding up these planes some say it's the taliban holding them up other people say it's the state department that the state department won't let them land or won't help them land in other countries since they're not like a a regular ticketed flight um but it's chaos you got a bunch of americans a bunch of their afghan interpreters allies had to get rescued by some of those private veteran groups uh operation pineapple and all that they finally get to the airport and now they're stuck there Oh, and Biden's on vacation. <laughs> Biden's on vacation Again. while this is happening. What Again. are you hearing, Joe? Well, I mean, look, I, I think that there's, you have to understand the culture there. So the Taliban is in control of most of Afghanistan now. Um, they, they're, they've been, in, 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 in most part, that's because we have $80 billion of equipment that they're using against the, uh, what's left of the remnants of the Afghan army and the government there. But there's two parts. One, an airplane cannot take off unless it has a place that it can actually go and land. So I believe that it's two parts. I believe that there's some negotiations going on on the ground, which, you know, say what you want about those negotiations, the the Taliban uh, have their way of doing things. And the other of which is um, getting a place to safely land. And, uh, you know, for that, the State Department is basically taking their time as they always do, because it's not their family members that are stuck on the ground in Maja Sharif. But I, yeah. I've been working on helping families get out of Afghanistan uh, for the last seven days. So we have a, we have a um, you know, obviously uh, uh, Shabir was on here talking about his wife and his family. Uh, we've been able to secure getting them out of the country. Uh, but as soon as I started helping them get out of the country, uh, many other people came right behind it. So, so I've been having conversations with lots of people all over um, Afghanistan trying to get families out that, that are trying to escape this uh, kind of brutal regime that's there. 
The reason that I'm calling it a hostage crisis is because that's what government sources are calling it. Um, you have ob obviously Representative McCall. We'll play a clip of him. He's talking about a hostage crisis. Now, a hostage crisis doesn't have to be actually with them having guns on them. It's just restricting someone's movement, right, to use as leverage to get something in return. Now, whether it's the Taliban itself doing this or whether these are rogue people on the ground who want to get paid off, they're expecting they're expecting a payoff in order to let the plane leave, um, really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things that people are being blocked and there's enough people saying that the Taliban are demanding something in return to technically, I guess, qualify as a hostage situation. And, and the important thing to remember here is they have the ability to shoot down aircraft because we left behind anti-aircraft missiles. We left behind 50 caliber machine guns. We left behind the very military hardware and weaponry that they would need to use to shoot down a passenger plane. Well, well much of it was destroyed, right? And again, I want to be really careful. The rhetoric doesn't help. You know, I heard some rhetoric yesterday, and I'm not talking about this in particular. I guess you could call it a hostage situation. But I will tell you that those, those planes are being held up by uh, a series of issues that are happening, both in communication between the State Department and where they can land and what's happening on the ground with the Taliban. But more, it's probably more on the way of the State Department and getting them a safe place to land than it is on the Taliban. It's my opinion. Yeah. That's based on that's based on all the information that I'm getting directly off the ground in Mazar Sharif. Well, let, let, let's let's take both sides of it, because okay. I, I think there's probably an element of truth to both of it. I think there's probably okay. Taliban officials who want their palms greased in order in order for those planes to leave. And I absolutely believe that the State Department is is either refusing to help or actually doing harm and not letting them take off because we're here for both. But let's listen to this clip. This was from yesterday. This is Representative McCall uh, on television talking about what his staff is hearing from people trapped in Afghanistan. Let's play cut number one. Since we left the country on Friday, how many Americans have gotten out of Afghanistan since we pulled out? How many Afghan allies have gotten out since the Taliban was in complete control of the country? I understand. Zero. And in fact, we have six airplanes at Mazar Sharif Airport, six airplanes with American citizens on them as I speak, uh, also with these interpreters, and the Taliban is holding them hostage for demands right now. They, we have, the state has cleared uh, these flights, and the Taliban will not let them leave the airport. So I'm sorry, the answer to your question is zero. And that's my concern, is they're going to demand more and more, whether it be cash or legitimacy, as the government of Afghanistan. Let, let me pick up on this because I didn't know this. You're saying that there are Americans on airplanes ready to fly out of Afghanistan right now and they're not being allowed out because Taliban is making demands. What demands are the Taliban making? Well, they are not, uh, they are not clearing the airplanes to depart. The, they've set, sat at the uh, airport for the last couple of days, uh, these planes, and they're not allowed to leave. Uh, we know the reason why is because the Taliban wants something in exchange. This is really, Chris, turning into a hostage situation where they're not going to allow American citizens to leave until they get full recognition from the United States of America. My concern is that Zal Khalizad, our special envoy, who's met with the Taliban, they're in talks right now, uh, and I, think, I, I worry his recommendation to the administration will be to recognize the Taliban as the official government of the United States, a, a Taliban organization uh, that is a terrorist organization. 
So that was Representative McCall hearing what he is listening. And I'll, I'll, we'll get into what you're hearing, Joe, but just there are people on the ground saying that this is what's happening. If we go to my screen, I should have to set it up. There's an NGO. There's an NGO called Ascend. And yep. what Ascend does is, is they work with, with girls in Afghanistan to, uh, to try and give them a better life, um, to try and make sure that they're not going to fall under Taliban rule. Um, and they, if we go to my screen, should be set up now, Mr. Producer, go to my screen. You'll see that this is the update from Ascend Afghanistan. Ascend Afghanistan. Can we put up my screen? I'll read it. So it's not their update. For me. Uh, it's, it should be live. So just keep checking. I'll, I'll read it. I'll go ahead and read it. So this is from Ascend Afghanistan. Three made items today, they say. The most pressing of which relates to a number of grounded planes at Majar Sharif International Airport, which has our people as well as U.S. citizens and green heart holders on them. We are urging the involved parties to ensure these planes are able to get airborne. As always, we appreciate any assistance in amplifying this ask. Read more on their Instagram, whatever. Um, we had a reminder yesterday of how amazing our girls are. Despite being stuck in a refugee camp in difficult conditions, they have created a routine around exercise. So talking about how they're, they're running around. But basically... The report is that they're grounded. That's the report that Ascend is, is putting out, that, that, that they're grounded. The State Department yeah. can't ground an airplane in Afghanistan. right? That well, would be the, and, the airport and, would ground it. And just so you know, there's over 2,000 Americans in Mazar Sharif right now um, that are trying to get out. So those six planes would get you know, probably 700 people off the ground. There's still another 2,000 that are in Mazar Sharif oh, yeah. trying to get out. And they closed the Freedom Bridge, which is uh, between uh, Afghanistan and Uzbekistan. Um, there was reports that it was blown up. It was not blown up. It was just uh, decommissioned. So they want to stop the flow of people from leaving the country. I know that Biden said that he would support building a wall. <laughs> Did you hear about this? No, oh, yeah, yeah, he supports a, the wall. Yeah, building a wall in Afghanistan to keep people from leaving the country. Really well, he, he's he's he cares about that. He apparently doesn't care about what's going on here. Um, I'm going to find a better link for this. He's on vacation. Joe Biden is on vacation in Delaware once again. This is his fourth trip, his third trip to Delaware for vacation, not counting the Dover trip for the troops where he checked his watch. This is his third trip, pleasure trip to Delaware. And if you if you include um, Camp David, this is his fourth total vacation retreat just since the beginning of August, so a little over a month. So regardless of whether it's the Taliban blocking the flights or if it's State Department not helping them get clearance to land anywhere else, Joe Biden is on vacation. He's on vacation in Delaware, getting some sun. Do you know where Kamala Harris is or is about to go, Joe? Uh, I, I, no, I don't. She is going to California to uh, campaign with Gavin Newsom to try and save him from being recalled. So you have right. a situation where their Americans are trapped. They had to be saved by veterans, ex-special forces, because the military wasn't allowed to do it. They finally get them to an international airport where they can leave. And regardless of which story is accurate, I think it's probably a combination of the two. They can't leave. And Joe Biden, instead of helping them, is on vacation. And Kamala Harris, instead of helping them, is going to engage in party politics in the state of California. Because we don't, I mean, we don't matter. As Americans, we don't matter. You know, and, and by the way, the, what's happening in Afghanistan is a, is a, is a travesty. 
but they are trying to run the clock out when it comes to election integrity. We need to make, make sure we keep our eyes on that while we're handling the problem that's happening in Afghanistan. We need to keep our eyes on the prize, which is making sure that we get rid of these voting machines across the entire country. If we don't get rid of voting machines, if we don't clean up voter rolls, if we don't stop the fraud on both sides of the party by instilling people in positions of power and authority, by defrauding the American people of their voice, it won't matter. So they, they want to distract us with all this stuff that's happening on out here. We can, we can have those fights. Let's get back to the real thing that is going to save our country, and that is holding these pieces of trash accountable on both sides of the aisle and having a fair and free election in our country. If we don't get back to that, nothing else will matter. It won't matter. It just won't matter. So I just want to make sure that we stay disciplined on that. As we talk about this other stuff, let's get back to the things that are important. Let's hem up our border and stop this, these illegals from coming across and making victims of Americans. Let's make sure that we protect our rights by learning the words no. And let's, let's head towards the goal of, of, un, of, of holding these people accountable for stealing an election. The reason why we're here today, look, all the things that fell down in our country over the last nine months did not fall down on purpose or by accident. It's not like it just coincidentally happened. They are doing it on purpose in order to destroy the very fiber of our nation. So we just need to make sure that we stay focused on those things right now, all the way to the end. Oh, we do. We do. We do. We do. But the reason that Afghanistan, one of the reasons Afghanistan is important is because Afghanistan, the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, was used in some ways correctly, in other ways very incorrectly, to push through one of the biggest official erosions of Americans' civil liberties that we've ever seen. I'm talking about the Patriot Act. I'm talking about the surveillance state that was created after 9-11. The Taliban now is more powerful than they were before 9-11. They hold more territory in Afghanistan than before 9-11. If you've put up my screen again, Mr. Producer, these are two maps side by side. We just wrote reports that the last bit of uh, the last bit of resistance in Afghanistan just fell yesterday. So the new map in Afghanistan is all red. Taliban controls all of it. But if you look, if you look into 2001, the Taliban didn't technically control the entire country. There was the Northern Alliance that controlled that area. Yeah. And there was other areas where there were anti-Taliban guerrilla operations significant enough to halt them and stop them from having complete control. So the Taliban is in a much better position than they were 20 years ago. Plus, they have $83 billion, more than $83 billion of military hardware, some of which they've already sold to Iran, probably countries like China and, and North Korea, if, if I had to guess. Um, but they're in a much stronger position. They're in a much stronger position to wage war against the United States, our allies, and our interests. And if, if these goat herders, which they were before, I mean, in 2001, you're we talking about goat herders. If, if that was enough to launch the biggest erosion of American civil, civil liberties we've ever seen, I mean, they have, as I, as I mentioned, they have surface-to-air missiles. They have man pads. They do. They, they got them from the government, right? They have tanks. They have aircraft. They have Black Hawk helicopters. Well, they have the I mean, ability to kinda, do a lot of damage. Um, so just so you know, Black Hawk helicopters take a lot just to keep them, just to keep fuel in them. <laughs> I know. Just to keep the tank going. So they have those things for a very limited small window, right? Because in about 45 days, 60 days, 90 days, the, the amount of maintenance that those, those birds require just to stay in the air is significant. But how much can they get to sell them to Russia? Russia would love to know the ins and outs of our Black Hawk helicopters, especially if the, if the reports are true that they got some that were upgraded with certain stealth technologies. I'm sure Russia, China, all these other countries would pay them a handsome penny. Yeah, all that and stuff then it's got just, pulled and, out. 
All that yeah. stuff got pulled out. Well, you hope. You hope. I mean, they, yeah, they have. There, there was there was orders. I mean, I tell you this. I've I've heard this firsthand from people that were there when they pulled out. There was orders to leave in leave as is, like leave in place. And many of the the uh, um, uh, leaders, the the officers there, said we're not leaving in place. Everybody go in there and take out the equipment, destroy the equipment. They firebomb certain uh, pieces of equipment that they had there. Now, I, I believe the critical infrastructure is there that gives them a nice base to start with. But I want to be honest about what they have. They have billions of dollars of our guns, just our guns, billions of dollars, which is enough. They have billions of dollars of ammo that is sitting in there in ammo depots. They have more than enough to terrorize the people of their country. They have billions of dollars of equipment, some of which is, you know, still working. But they lack this one word. It's called maintenance. They're not very good at it over there. And they're not very no, bright. No, no. I mean, I mean, the risk isn't that ta the Taliban are going to take a bunch of MRAPs and drive them all the way over to the United States, right? Hop on right. a ferry or something. Well, and they don't have here. to do that. They don't have to do that because you have, you have Afghans that have not been cleared that are here right now. Five days before yeah, September yeah. 11th, the 20-year anniversary, they have people that are here right now that want to terrorize this nation. Yeah. The, the, risk, the risk isn't that they're going to attack us with these or that they're going to launch a Black Hawk at attack on American forces, the risk is that they're going to sell this and they're going to buy right. a dirty bomb. They're going to buy something else that they can more easily attack us with. If you put up my screen, this was from a couple of days ago. These are video of American Humvee, the image of American Humvees being transported to Tehran. Within a couple of days, the Humvees were already in Tehran. Tehran got armored vehicles. They got MRAPs. The reason that's significant is Iran is responsible for the majority of IED attacks against American MRAPs. Like they're the whole reason we have MRAPs because they were blowing up our Humvees. So you give Tehran, you give Iran the ability to dissect these these vehicles, learn the actual weakness points, right, inside and out. You're gonna you're gonna have dead Americans wherever wherever we bring those those vehicles. So I mean that's the biggest threat. It's not a direct threat, but you look at that. I mean we know how much those sell for on the American market when they get decommissions, like a hundred grand for a Humvee if they actually decommission it, a um, hundred grand. I bet you Tehran probably paid more. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely paid more. So the, ri the risk is you get something like North Korea selling them a dirty bomb. A dirty bomb that they can then use in any capital around the world. And the risk is serious. And, and yeah, I, I hope that they destroyed a lot of stuff. They didn't destroy a lot of stuff that was very, very, made us very vulnerable, such as the actual biometric system. So they could have the iris scans of, of American contractors and, and, Tal and uh, Afghan allies, there, there's, there's a lot they left behind that was definitely dangerous. But I hope, I hope that we destroyed it all. I don't believe we did because we're seeing them flying Blackhawks around. Well, I would kind think of. That the Black They're Hawks kind of fly flying Blackhawks around. They had one where they, they were flying a guy underneath it. Now, there was, there was you know, the, the, problem with, the problem with propaganda when it gets out there on either side is it causes damage to the truth, Right. So, uh, you know, and it's not that I'm being the Debbie Downer and saying, oh, look, you know, Joe, don't don't argue with the fact that this is happening. I know that it's happening. Right. I just want to I want to concentrate on what's really important. Number one, let's get those Americans out of Afghanistan. Let's let's get that. So let's put the pressure on Congress to do something. Let's put the pressure on um, our country and these these this illegitimate uh, administration to do something to help those Americans. And if they're not going to, then let's, like I said before, let's do it to do a massive eviction. Let's just go in and evict all of them. I truly think we can do that. 
but it'll just take a couple thousand people in every city to walk in and pick up all their furnitures and fixings, put it outside and say, hey, we, we you're, you're fired. Nobody likes my idea. Max hates that yeah. idea. Well, I, I think logistically <laughs> it might be difficult, but yeah, it be. I, I like it in spirit. Um, all right. So yeah, I just, we don't have Mr. to talk about Afghanistan the whole time, but I, I, I want to warn everyone that the Afghan military had in its possession about 4,500 Stinger missiles and other surface-to-air shoulder-fired missile systems. 4,500. Each one of them can take out a plane, a passenger plane. Yeah. Um, you, you can smuggle it across and, and the lines. And that is one of the biggest risks right now is that those falling into somebody's hands and they decide that they want to be make national news or international news. Yeah. And blowing up. Which a, is a which plane. is one of the reasons that even if the, the there's one Taliban soldier who says, hey, I want my palm grease before the planes take off, whether or not he has the authority to ground it or not. The fact that there are that many stingers floating around Afghanistan right now is reason enough for 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 any any aircraft pilot to uh to think twice about taking off, which is probably one of the reasons that those Americans are trapped there. But the biggest, the biggest theme here, Joe Biden's on vacation. He's on vacation. So so, so let me, let me put something out there for everyone. I think this will be really important. Ready? Go ahead and put up, go ahead and put up that uh, article real quick. So this, uh, um, go now, just go up, scroll up or down. Sorry. Scroll down, scroll down. Stop, 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 stop. Um, so this says that Biden's, uh, approval disapproval rating is plummeting now i, I want to just point something out i have conversations with people every single day i don't live in an echo chamber i don't know who the 45 percent is that approve of him i don't know who that is i mean i'd love to know i know that at the bottom they said it's 44 percent. i'd like to know who the 44 percent is i don't I, I don't think it's 20 percent max go ahead and take it down i don't think it's 20 percent I yeah. think you'd have to be a village idiot to believe that he is doing even a remotely good job. Now, I, I'm, I'm willing to relent and say that 20% is probably a, a good number of stupid people in our country, right? But other than that, how in the world, who are they getting these surveys from? Who? Well, well the same poll, the same polling said that one in three Americans think that Joe Biden did a good job withdrawing from Afghanistan. I mean... <laughs> Whether you, whether you wanted to leave or not, it takes a, a pretty significant amount of ignorance to think that this was a good job. You could say it was a bad job, but there was no other way to do it. That's what Biden's saying, right? He's not even saying it was a good job. He said it was it is what it is, basically. Yeah. But for one third of Americans to believe that it was a good job when you have Americans stranded there still, I mean, they just executed. I don't, I don't think it was an American, but they executed a pregnant woman. A pregnant woman. I mean... <laughs> who in, in their right mind could think that this was well done? And that's, I think, the problem. I, I think that's the Mitt Romney statement that he made. It was it was not perfectly worded, and it, and it killed him when it got leaked. But he was talking about that 47%. He's talking from just like a, a financial um, economic perspective that 47% of Americans, whatever the number is, don't pay income tax. Therefore, they're not going to be um, moved by a plan to lower taxes, right? Um, I think you said you have something similar happening here where there's a yeah. core group of Americans that no matter what happens, they will make whatever excuse it, it takes to support their man because they have other interests at play, right? I mean, you see you see the fight over Texas's abortion law. I, I bet you there are rabid leftists who are so adamant against the Texas abortion law that they'll support Joe Biden no matter what because that's their one issue, right? So I, th I think that there are a lot of really deranged people that no matter – I don't think you'll ever get 
I don't think it's possible to get a zero percent rating. Which but, is interesting because Donald Trump Donald Trump said he could shoot a man on Fifth Avenue and he'd still go up in the polls, and the media laughed at him for it and, and criticized him for it. We're seeing the same deal with Joe Biden. Well, they're saying the that, Americans. they're saying that Trump had a thirty-seven percent approval rating in August of two thousand seventeen, which is just not true. Again, the the polls that they have out there are just one hundred percent propaganda. It's like the Rolling Stones article where they came out and said that there are people dying, in a in a uh, uh, there, there are people that are being shot that can't get into hospital beds because people are overdosing on ivermectin. And there was a doctor that actually said that. One problem is that doctor had not had not worked at that hospital in over two years. And it yeah. wasn't true. They put yeah. out a thing saying, what are you talking about? There's not, we don't even have any cases of people overdosing on yeah. ivermectin. This is yeah. the problem with where we, we are in this country. We have the village idiots, which are at the front. So did you see the CDC article? Uh, it was on CDC's website talking about how it is recommended that they give uh, refugees coming to the United States ivermectin. ivermectin. Yeah. I can pull that Afghan up. refugees, it's recommended that they take ivermectin. Um, but on the other side, you have it being called horse paste. <laughs> horse paste. Listen, listen, it is very obvious that there are people who don't want it to work. Whether ultimately it's proven to be effective or not, time will tell. But there are people who don't want it to work. And when you, and when you yeah. see that, like, you can go put up my screen, Mr. Bruce. This is, the, this is the debunking that got put out by the hospital. If we put up my screen, they say Dr. Jason Mc. LEA is not an employee of NHS Sequoia. He is affiliated with a medical staffing group that provides coverage for our emergency room. With that said, Dr. Um, Mikaya, whatever it is, uh, has not worked at our Saw Saw location in over two months. NHS Sequoia has not treated any patients due to complications related to taking ivermectin. That includes not treating any patients for ivermectin overdose. All patients who have visited our emergency room have received medical attention as appropriate. Our hospital has not had to turn any patients away seeking emergency care. We want to reassure our community that our staff is working hard to provide quality health care to all patients. We appreciate the opportunity to clarify this issue. And as always, we value our community's support. How does how, how does a, an outlet like Rolling Stone, how does um, Rachel Maddow, how do they run this without even doing the due diligence? Well, because right, they, I mean, that's, that's, they probably made the story. They probably made the story in the newsroom. Hey, let's come up with a story, right? Let's just come up it, with a story because they want it. They want it to be true. It's not the news. It's the, it's their own personal political desires. So yeah. here's that article yes, this where is, it talks about it. Yeah, this is the recommendations for um, ivermectin as a as a as a treatment for people coming into the United States, refugees from Asia, Middle East, North Africa, Latin America, and and the Caribbean. Um, which makes sense. I mean, ivermectin, the guy who made it, won a Nobel Prize. It does a lot of good things. It does help with with killing parasites. Yep. So yeah, if if you're living in an African refugee camp, and you want to come to the United States, the the best thing you can do is to get all that gunk out of your system. Any parasites that are living in in you, get them out and kill them. Not just protect you, but to protect anyone here in the United States from getting whatever is going on over there. It's it's common sense stuff. It's an antiparasitic, but, but it's also a beta blocker for viral load. Yeah, it's right? anti-inflammatory so as well. Yeah, so it does cause a lot of, and, and the the thing that they're pushing down the throats of everyone that goes to the hospital, remdesivir, in every one of their studies, every single one of them, the fatality rate was over fifty percent, five zero, everyone. NIH report for um, dealing with Ebola is that it killed it long before Ebola did. It's, it's a really bad drug, and they're just feeding it to Americans in hospitals, which is causing um, them to retain water, which is causing organ failure, which is causing them to die.
And in nearly every case that we're dealing with where remdesivir was uh, administered, well, the things that I just told you have happened to those people. It's crazy, Max. It's crazy that we're even dealing with this. It, it is nuts that we're dealing with this. Yeah. And, I, and again, I don't think it's a coincidence that every time someone says, hey, this is a pill that costs a fraction of a penny to manufacture. Yeah. I think it, it works. We, here's some evidence that might work. It is not coincidence that everyone who has financial interests, who has political interests in it not working, come out and they, and they push BS like this. Um, yeah. So, again, I don't, I don't know if ivermectin works. I've, I've heard plenty of reports that it does. I've heard some reports that, do, that doesn't. I just am very skeptical anytime. I mean, like hydroxychloroquine was used, it's used prophylactically in the Caribbean yeah. and in, in Africa to fight malaria. People just take it every day. And they don't have a doctor checking their pulse every day. They just take it every no. day. But I have family no members. Yeah. I have family members who have been on hydroxychloroquine for things like lupus, and they've been taking it for years. And they're laughing when the, when the media is coming out and saying, oh, it can kill you. Like, what? Why are you just handing it out to everyone then? Why are we just, why are we just dropping boatloads of it in, in, the, uh, in the third world to help fight malaria? It's like, when, it's, it's very obvious what's at play here. Um, I think if they could patent it, you wouldn't be seeing, you wouldn't be seeing this reporting. Yeah. So, so I know you wanted to talk about what happened in Washington, right? You know, I, I kind of do. So uh, uh, Andy No was up in, in Washington, in Olympia, Washington. And now it, it's Olympia, Washington. They had Antifa that showed up, came from all over to um, become the bully pulpit for the illegitimate Biden administration. And uh, there was an anti-vaccine protest. So now... Antifa's new role is that anti-vaccine mandate, right? Yeah. So it was an an anti-vaccine protest, right? It basically said that you have your choice. You want to get a vaccine, get a vaccine, right? So everyone's losing their mind over what's happening down in Texas with this abortion law that basically says that, hey, you just can't have an abortion before six weeks, right? So they're losing their mind about that and saying, hey, it's my body, my choice. But when it comes to people saying that I don't want to, you know, put this in my, in my body, it's no longer my body, my choice. It's you have to have it. You have to take yeah, this. It's, it's right? over the mandate, not over just the fact that the vaccine exists. The people there are more than welcome for other people. Uh, if they want to take, take it. It's just choice. They just don't want it themselves. It's choice. Yeah. It's choice. They also did shoot a black man for racial equality, right? Isn't that kind of what happened? We're yeah. getting to that. We're getting to that. Yeah. We're getting to that. Yeah. So they went up there and decided they were going to bully people. They showed up armed and um, they shot a man. And they're saying that the man shot himself in the foot. That's not what happened. Uh, so I've been checking into all the, the details of who been shot. There was a man that was shot. There was a person that shot themselves in the foot. I guess the guy's name is Tiny. Tiny. Um, yeah. He is Samoan. Yep. He is a Samoan American, which I guess minus one point for the white supremacist narrative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> minus but, one point. We have a picture of him. Not at this event, but at another event, if you put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This is uh, reportedly is being said that this is tiny. It looks like the picture I saw of him, um, a Samoan man shot in the leg. And we have the video of the moment he got shot in the leg. You can't yeah, see anything play. gruesome. Let's go ahead and take down my screen, Mr. Producer, and we're going to play cut number two. Holy shit. I just got shot in the leg. Yep. 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 Yep.
So it's not often that you get to watch someone live stream getting shot themselves, but that's what you just listened to and witnessed. Um, multiple shots ring out. Sounds like it was far away. They say that he shot himself in the foot. I think that a gunshot going off that close to whatever GoPro, whatever camera he was using, it would have sounded a lot louder. You wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't have you heard the echo it. that you heard bouncing off of the walls and off of the bus. That was a farther away shot than, than point blank, blank range. It wasn't point blank shot. Like you would have had to all turn down your 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 speakers if that was a point blank shot. But yeah, he got shot in the leg. Got shot in the leg. Samoan American, I, I guess. Um, is that racism? It, no, it's not racism because it's uh, they're anti-fascist, right? Ah. So they're, they're they're anti-fascism. They either are fascist mm-hmm. or you aren't fascist, right? Yeah, the fascist Samoans. <laughs> Everyone knows that that's where that's where the real white supremacists live in the middle of the the Pacific. <laughs> You know, we're we're at that place. We're at that place right now where um, somebody said, Joe, do you advocate for violence? They just came out and asked me and I go, no, I don't advocate for violence at all, but I'm not going to sit around and wait for somebody to shoot me. I'm not going to wait for somebody to shoot one of my neighbors. I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to tell you right now, Antifa is nothing but a bunch of pedophiles, rapists and closet racists. That's what they are. They are everything that they say that they are fighting against and they need to be taken down. You know, what was interesting. I don't know if you got to see my uh, Telegram channel. Did you get to see it, Max? No. I'm still trying to figure out how Telegram works. So yesterday on the Telegram channel, I had somebody send me some information. And on that information was um, a Twitter feed, right, with our none other than our Colorado Springs uh, Antifa terrorist, Sean Beadle. He goes by Heidi Beadle on, on Twitter. But yeah, uh, blocked me. was communicating with someone named Will Coomer. So we did a bunch of digging into Will Coomer and found out that Will Coomer is, in fact, Eric Coomer's brother. Born in 1965. Learned a lot of stuff about him. But what was interesting about the post that I put up is that he has a communication. He goes back and he, he's constantly posting on who is the head of our revolution, Colorado Springs, which is the terrorist organization that Chris um, Jacks said that he was going to send everyone to the guillotine and they were going to lie, cheat, and steal in this election. And, and that's what they did, right? So uh, Cousin It down in Colorado Springs, uh, Beetle, uh, has been communicating with this guy, Will um, Coomer, since September of last year. Right? You remember what happened in September of last year, right? There was the fateful Antifa call. The call. Yeah. So it's just a coincidence that the head of Antifa in Colorado Springs, the head of our revolution in Colorado Springs, the terrorist organization that has terrorized the community, just so happens, Cousin It down there is talking to Coomer's, Coomer's brother before the election. But I'm crazy. I'm crazy. <laughs> ah. So I, I went ahead and posted it on there after gathering all that information and making sure that I could verify that that, in fact, was who that post was from. 
but it, it amazed me that that uh, we're dealing with this much stupidity from the radical left, and we're just supposed to say there's nothing to see there, nothing to see there. Yeah, Antifa's good people. Yeah. Oh, they're such good people. I mean, look at cousin it down there, uh, who, by the way, knows about. And and this is something you you need to you need to be. And we talked about this before. They went into a kid's park, wrote swastikas all over it, planned it, and then Cousin It wrote an article about it, first on the scene to write an article. Right? So to everyone, to everyone, everyone born um, after 1990, if you don't know what Cousin It is, go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Cousin It. There you go. That's Cousin It. We don't it know is what it is. From the, the, well, anyone, it's anyone younger probably has yeah. We don't know what it is. It's a creature that is primarily hair. It wears yeah. top hats. It wears disguises sometimes. I, um, I, now, now Heidi Beetle has blocked me. I don't know if they are particularly hairy. Sean you might Beetle. have better. You might Sean have Beetle. better uh, experience, Sean. I don't. I don't. Sean I don't know. She, that person has it's blocked confused. me. It's um, confused. It's confused. So that's why. Okay. So not particularly hairy. Just a little confused. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Anyway, well, I. Well, you love... mentioned Telegram. You mentioned yeah. Telegram. I have a Telegram channel. I've been promoting Max it. Max has on the last, a on the Telegram channel now. I figured out how to turn it on. Uh, apparently, I had it since July 6th and just finally have started using it. So if you put up my screen, Mr. Producer, you can find me at t.me forward slash Max J. McGuire. Joe, I don't think you've shared it yet. Oh, no. Because nothing's gotten I'm going to do it Monday when, or tomorrow um, after I got the... Yeah, but, but I this one got a little bit of play. This one got a little bit of play. Democrats, they say abstinence is not a legitimate form of birth control. Uh, an alternative to abortion. Also, Democrats, we're going to abstain from sex until we get to have abortions again. So, yeah, follow me there. You can find me at t.me forward slash Max J. McGuire. Wait, we're um, going to abstain from sex if we can't have abortions That's again? what they're saying in Texas. Yeah, yeah. So th th the Democrats have always said, like, abstinence is not a legitimate form of contraceptive, right? Yeah. So now, now, the Democrats in, now Democrats in Texas are saying we're not going to have sex to punish men So until you give us the right to have abortions again. Meanwhile, all of us conservatives are like, wait a minute. You're just going to voluntarily give up hookup culture. This is fabulous. <laughs> this is and, fabulous. And, and there's no there's 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 no danger of you procreating, which yeah. is amazing because then we don't yeah, have to deal with you anymore. Fabulous. This is wow. fabulous. But obviously, I, obviously you know what? The, I'm going to cut off my arm just because I need to cut off my arm because you won't let me write with my arm. So I'm going to cut yeah. it off. Self mutilation. I don't like to be. I don't like to be mean, but it's yeah. always the the people saying that they're not going to have sex with anyone tend to be the last people you'd want to have sex with. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cousin like, it. I, 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 I'm not, no, not, not, not that bad. I'm, I don't want to be mean or anything. I'm, I'm just, oh, I, it, I it's, just it's, it's a paradox. It's a paradox that has perplexed me for some time. And for whatever reason, whenever they have these rallies, they put those people up front and they like hide all of like the attractive women in the back. Yeah. <laughs> So listen, that there's someone for everyone out there. People love no, different really, kinds of people. No, really, there isn't. But uh, no, but really, really I, there isn't. Just, there is not. That is not true. Me. That is fake news. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing if I can find a picture. Here we go. This is the picture that's floating around. Um, you put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Um, yeah, this is this is the picture that's been floating around. Listen, I'm sure that there's someone out there for everyone. Um, I just, I don't know that abstaining from sex is, is really going to get these people uh, across the finish line with whatever Does policy say... they want. <laughs> Hands off our bodies. Yeah. Beat you to it, sister. 
Yeah. Hands off our bodies. No problem. Not a problem. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm a okay with that. <laughs> oh, Hands off your shucks. Body. Well, I gotta replan my Labor Day. <laughs> it's the mask that does it. Yeah, it's yeah, that, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That, that's that's the only that's the only thing. Um but yeah, so we have this shooting and we have another video if you wanna play it of the reaction. So that was obviously right as it happened. Then we have a, a video we can play. It's like a minute or so long of people rushing to give aid. Why don't we play that? Let's play cut three. Antifa's all getting on that bus over there. Tiny got shot in the leg. Not everybody. This guy is the slowest runner. So now they're establishing the perimeter. Put on a tourniquet. Tiny got shot. We're on uh, stage and something. State and second, I think. So that was that clip, the reaction to it. That guy, whoever that was, was probably the slowest runner I've ever seen run to a shooting. But we're glad he could get the video. Um, and I have I, been hearing that Tiny, I don't know him, but I've been seeing posts that Tiny is recovering. He's in a hospital bed, um, smiling, and he's hoping that he's going to make a full recovery soon. Um, so I don't know the circumstances behind it, but it sure looks like someone just got shot in the leg for nothing. Um, so regardless well, of anyone's politics or anything, we hope everyone recovers, and we hope whoever shot him is arrested. But do you know, Joe, Antifa is trying to cover up who shot him? Did you know yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. If you put up image number two, Mr. Producer, this is from Melissa Claudio Lewis. She operates a Twitter handle. The Claudia Report. And this is what she put out. She says, I hope whoever has footage of yesterday never releases it. This person is already fighting a Reinhold situation. Let's not add doxing and retaliation to their list of worries. So they want someone who shot this guy to remain anonymous. Apparently, he's not going to be remain anonymous because I saw, saw, I couldn't confirm if it's actually him, but there's some videos floating around that the, the guy who might have actually pulled the trigger is now being hunted by police. And that they've already contacted his father. Again, couldn't couldn't confirm it, so we didn't air it. But it looks like they're probably they're they're already on the case. It doesn't matter. The DA's an Antifa rat bag as well. So you got an Antifa uh, DA. You got an Antifa uh, police department in large parts. I mean, I, I believe that there's probably some good ones. But, I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in the – actually, that's in Portland. So, in, in fairness, maybe in Olympia, Washington, it's a little bit different. Maybe it's a little bit different. Maybe, maybe there will be a DA that actually does the right thing and gives the guy life in prison for attempted murder. There's, here's something you should know, Max. There's a hit list out for the, for the Antifa. They have a kill list that they put all over the country. Did you know that? I believe that. I believe yeah. that. 
Guess who? Guess who made? Guess who made the cut? <laughs> I heard you made the cut. I heard. I, I heard they're also like. I made the cut. I heard they're also offering like three three grand for Jake. Yeah, Is yeah. That they true? have a they have a three grand uh you know uh hit on Jake. Man, and that's that been out be there. Real. It is real. That can't be real. It is absolutely Who's real. Kill another human being for three grand. Antifa. Antifa. Yeah, Antifa. Also, I don't know if I'd want to publicize that. If you're gonna have if you're gonna have a hit list, you'd want you I I I would have publicized it for more money. But uh That's that's crazy. I mean I mean I believe it. I believe it. I mean a lot of these people are scum. And obviously we just watched a video of them shooting a guy in the leg. So clearly they have the will to do this. Oh it, it's it, it's really bad. It's really, really bad. It's really well, there's bad. There's no Antifa here in Texas, which to bo- borrow a Joe Biden-ism, knock on wood, no Antifa here in Texas. Every time they try and mobilize like 50 big men with guns and, and plate carriers, <laughs> stop them. They tried to destroy the Alamo a year ago and like 30 people just showed up. I somehow made it on that text list. I was like, I was looking at my phone. I was like, I, j- I just got a call to go defend the Alamo. Like, what year is it? But, yeah, no, every time they try and mobilize or do anything here, they are roundly, roundly defeated. And unlike in in uh, Portland or Oregon or, or Washington or any of those other left coast states, the, the sheriffs here, the police here, they don't mess around with that. They no, know they don't. They to mess around with that. Well, I, I, I'm going to tell you that it's the – the entire the entire thing that we're dealing with across the country right now is it feels like that the, the sky is falling and i can't i can't blame people for wanting to keep their head in the sand right but here's what happens the sand fills up with water and you drown to death you never got your hand out the head out of the sand to figure out what's happening right so we've got to we've got to ha- we've got to take as much time as possible right now to get people together and collectively just show up to places a thousand deep so if there's stuff that's going on you need to be a part of it you need to get involved. You know, you know, General Flynn came out and said, listen, get involved in, in the politics on a, a precinct level. Right? Make sure that you show up for the elections. Make sure that you volunteer. Make sure that you, even if you don't volunteer, you volunteer to stand outside with a camera and camera what's happening at these poll stations. Make sure that you get involved. Look, get involved in FEC United. Get, get, sign up on the list for a conservative daily. You know, uh, Listen to what we have to say on a daily basis. When do we launch Shytholistan? Uh, Stan? As soon as we can get the, the site complete. I'm working with Chris on it. All right. So we have another one where we're going to go midday. Max, let's talk about the change in format. I know that... Sure. Uh, let's, yeah, let's do that because we're, we're winding down the hour. Starting tomorrow, there is going to be a change. Correct? We, Yep, we'll go from 9 a.m. Mountain Time to 10 a.m. or 10:10 somewhere around there, and then we will go from um, uh, five o'clock Mountain Time, which is seven o'clock Eastern Time, for the second hour, and then in between it, we'll have other things that that uh, um, that we'll be talking about as well. We'll have other shows. So we're going to have during the course of the day. So let's say let's say those hours again for anyone listening in the morning. The morning East, starts at- East Coast time. East Coast time, 11 a.m. East Coast time. 11 a.m. East Coast time. And, and the evenings Evening will, be... will move the second hour to uh, 7 p.m. East Coast time. 7 p.m. East Coast time. And and it won't necessarily be that both are the same topic, right? right? No, Some days it won't. might be. Some days yeah. 
well, some days where something really big happening, we might talk about in the morning and then talk about new developments in the afternoon, but they're probably going to be different topics. Um, lots of reasons we're doing this. Um, this frees up the middle of our day. We started this podcast. Um, we started going daily. Strangely enough, the conservative daily podcast used to be a weekly podcast. It used to be all audio. We started going daily when the pandemic started, when the lockdown started, because we had all this time in the middle of the day. Uh, but Max now things are opening up. Well, Max. no, this this was this was in your your lunch time, right? This yeah, was the break yeah, in the middle yeah. of the day that you had. Yeah. Um, so it made sense. But now that things are opening up, now that we have more things we need to do, it doesn't make as much sense to go live in the middle of the day. And frankly, we appreciate everyone who's watched us in the middle of the day. But I, I can't imagine it's the most convenient time for other people. We have people who call in on their lunch breaks, people who take smoke breaks and call in to the show. Um, so we appreciate everyone who's watched it at the time. And uh, you'll still be able to tune in and watch the morning episode later in the day. Um, yeah. Nothing's going to stop you from doing that. Um, we're just going to we're going to see how this goes, right? Yeah. Well, I think that I think it'll allow me to be on the show more often, and the morning and night won't take up most of the in the daytime, which is when I need hours to finish all the other things that need to get done. And so, I think it'll be I think it'll be good it'll be good if you want me to be on the show more often. I've had to miss quite a bit just because during the day. I'm trying to get the 1776 Patriot Ranch done. We're down to 381. Um, it was 363, but I, I had to take into account people that uh, came in together as people. So we had four people that came in together to buy one uh, unit. So um, so we're we're almost there, but we're we're we got to figure out. I'm gonna have a conversation with a couple other um, podcast groups and a couple other influencers and say, hey, look, let's fill this because uh, if we don't get all the way to the finish line, I don't want to have any debt on it. So there's 383 yeah. more left. Well, hopefully, hopefully we fill that. Is that a situation though where we could, we could buy a different ranch? Are there yeah, ranches that are we, we less can. money? And that no, we no, there isn't. No, no, and 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 there's not a lot of ranches out there that aren't being gobbled up by the cartels. Yeah. Right, and it's a significant amount of money. You're talking about we're 600, 641,000 uh, short. So if we don't get yeah. it all the way done, I told you I would refund the money that you put in the thing. So just understand that nobody's dollars are going to be lost. Um, but I, I am starting to reach out to people and walk through the, the, uh, the co-op. And we've cleared it, so it's legal. We can do it legally because everyone can use it. Well, yeah. hopefully we can get there. I mean, I, I think either way we probably put an offer in, right? Yeah. I mean, this, this property has been listed for a long time. Um, it's, it's still been listed the whole time we've been talking about this, which is over a month, yeah. um, over two months almost at this point. So hopefully we can get more and put an offer in. And then if, if obviously if that offer doesn't get accepted or we don't reach the amount, then we have to figure out the next steps. Yeah, um, it'd be kind of depressing if we didn't get all the way there. I'll tell you, it would be depressing. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go eat barbecue food today. What are you doing today? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do chores. I'm going to do yeah. some projects. Um, one thing, just warning everyone, I am not a morning person. <laughs> so not, I'm going to try and wake not, up. I'm he is not a morning person. And, so the trade-offs are we're going to get Joe more often, but I am not a morning person. So we're going to try. I'm going to try and work my schedule so I can do more of the prep at night um, yeah. rather than the morning. Um, but just be prepared. You might get Sleepy Max. It's not going to be as bad as Sleepy Joe. Biden, not you, Joe. Other Joe, sleepy yeah. Joe. Um, well, we may, we may we may get him sleep. to change his his uh, sleep patterns just a little bit, and we'll maybe we'll get some more good stuff. Well, you can tell 
you can tell baby Michael that. I'm sure he would love to hear about the need to change sleep patterns. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think we hit everything. We're only going to be live for an hour today because uh, obviously it's a holiday. Um, yeah. But any, any final words before we wrap up? Look, I always say that courage is more infectious than fear. And I, I, I constantly come back to the principle that we should all hold on to, and that is God wins. But he wins with us having faith and us acting in that faith. Um, over the next couple of months, it's going to get dicey. Count on it. It's going to get dicey. It's going to get, it could get dicey in five days. But I want, you to, I want you to remember the thing that we all need to focus on, and that is that all we have to do is stay the course, keep arm wrestling, and be patient. I mean, everyone says, Joe, when's it going to happen? What, you know, Q said that, that, that Trump is coming back in in August. Or, you know, Mike said he's coming in. Or Patrick said he's coming in. Okay, listen. I don't know when it happens. I don't know when accountability is met. I don't know when we get out of the craziness where we don't live in a lawless society. I don't know. All I know is that I'm going to continue to fight forward. And I'm not going to lose sight of the goal. I'm going to keep my eye on the prize, and I'm going to continue every single day to fight for you. That's what I'm going to do. So if you ask me when the next thing is, like, when, like when's the next shoe drop, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that every single time that I put my mind to it, I needed to get people out of Afghanistan. I couldn't get them out on a plane. I got them out through a, a, a road route. I planned the entire road route, made sure that they were okay, gave them all the details of what they needed to do in order to get them out safely. But I know that if, I, if you put the work in, the output will be what you want it to be, right? God can only show up if you show up. So we have to stop with this thing that, that somewhere along the line, we're going to flip a switch and six weeks later, everything will be back to normal. We can all take a deep breath and get back to work. That's not how it works. See, they've destroyed fundamentally everything that's happening in our society. So in order to get back to that place, we have to take the time, put in the effort, the elbow grease, stay up late at night, get up early in the morning, work extra hours, take care of our family, get rid of the public school system, make sure that you go to church, hold your pastors accountable. There's a lot to do. I mean, we don't have a little bit to do. We got a lot to do. But if you, if you, if you think that, that somewhere along the line that you're going to wake up and everything's going to be okay... Man, I'm sure glad Joe's fighting, and I'm sure glad that, that General Flynn's fighting. I'm sure Pat, Patrick Byrne is fighting, uh, fighting and, and Sidney Powell, and uh, Donald Trump, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Lauren Boebert. And I, I mean, they just say, I'm glad they're fighting. No, you have to fight, and you have to stop this thing where you get discouraged. They want you to be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. We're fine. We're fine. But we will only be fine long term. If we actually do not fall asleep at the wheel again and expect other people to do the hard work, do the hard work, step in the gap, get involved. If you want to sit on the couch and bitch about it, I can't help you. But if you want to get off the couch, you want to do something about it, and you want to do it in a way where you don't bite off the heads of all your neighbors and say, I'm a, I'm a bigger Christian or I'm more conservative or, uh, you know, that this person. We know who the rhinos are. We know the left and the right wing touch each other, right? Wings are the same bird. We know. But what, what, we, what we also know is that the people are and will always be the answer to what we're dealing with today. But we have to have patience. We have to stand together, set aside petty differences, and stop acting like asses towards each other. And if we can do that, man, I don't really care if you're a Democrat or Republican. They're trying to steal our country. They've enslaved all of you. So the one thing that I will say is be patient. 
but be strong, be bold. Speak with that boldness and speak truth and everything will work out. And if it doesn't work out in this life, it'll work out in the next. God will make sure of it. That's all I got. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version of the podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. Um, as we mentioned just a little earlier, we are changing the format. Instead of two hours bunched together in the middle of the day, we're going to be going live for one hour in the morning, live for one hour in the evening. So you're looking at 11 a.m. Eastern time in the morning um, and then 7 p.m. Eastern in the evening. Adjust wherever you live in the country to figure out what time that is. Um, some people, Joe, were saying that we're going to be, are, are we conflicting with banning in the morning? No. People were commenting. Banning goes on are. at 8 and starts at 10 a.m. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So hopefully, I, I know sometimes he goes two hours in the mornings, but. Um, he sometimes does, but I mean, look, it's fine. You can watch it on video. You can come back and watch it if you want to watch it live. Right. Most of the time he starts at eight o'clock, goes till nine o'clock and then he goes at night as well. So we go an hour yeah. after him in the night and we go an hour after him in the in the morning. It's a good yeah. time slot. OK, well, everyone, make sure that you, you set your calendars. The text alert will also go out and warn you. Um, it went out a little late today for whatever reason. I figure that out. It just went oh. out now as we're ending. Um, I, I'll do a so, video on the Vax van. So, guys, pay attention to the video I put out on my telegram. I'm going to talk about the fact that they're offering kids without parents' approval $100 gift cards to get the vaccine. And they're going to be pulling up a Vax van at an area school in Colorado and in Texas. And the fact that they are basically doing it against the parents' wishes and telling them that they don't have to tell their parents. I'm going to tell you right now, that Vax van is going to get pushed over. It's going to get pushed over. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. I'm telling you what's happening. you got a lot of angry parents. Yeah. You're going to try and step in the gap and, and tell me that, that I don't know that these aren't my kids, right? I'm a, I'm an incubator for these babies so that you can do whatever you want with them and train them and indoctrinate them. Uh-uh. Anyway, so I'll do a video on that later. So, so I am getting text messages from people now saying that the morning's banning is two hours. So we'll go 11 a.m. tomorrow mm -hmm. and then we might have to adjust. Um, nope. Based on timing. We'll watch Bannon and don't okay. or watch me or watch, or watch us or don't. You know, I, I can't help it. I can't do it at, from 12 to 2, from 2 to 4. I can't. I can't do it. So this is this is accommodates, um, frankly, this, this accommodates a, a time frame that, that uh, I can commit to be on the show more often. All right. Well, make sure you tune in tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. My name is Joe Oltman.